Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing? Doing fine. You know, That's... just sitting back and enjoying the last few hours of um, being a 20-year-old, or yeah. in my 20s, I should say, as I exit one decade and start a new decade. So, yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. So... Hope you have a have a fun day uh, in your starting your your next decade, and uh, look forward to hearing all about it. Oh, there it's. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you're taking a day off tomorrow, so you're no, just like yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. do anything crazy. So let's <laughs> don't leave this on a spoiler alert. Sarah didn't do anything for her birthday. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. <laughs> oh, all right. In other news besides the fact that it's um, not my birthday, but pretty much my birthday, uh, Disney Mulan will be PG-13, which makes um, makes it a rating. Is this the first PG-13? I'm like, I'm yeah. starting here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the first one for the uh, live action films, the reboot. So, yeah, so it's, you know, we were wondering at some point what Disney ever, ever do this. And here they are. They, they did it. It's, it's a kind of a light week this week as far as news, but uh, that was one of the ones that it, I know it was on our list of 2020 films that we were wanting to check out, so I, I added it to the rundown. Yeah. No, I I mean, looking at the trailers with some of those fight sequences, I think um, PG-13 is probably going to be more appropriate, and I'm still curious about that movie. It and if what it does in the box office, um, another yeah, news- especially, yeah, okay. especially now with uh, cor- <laughs> well, I was gonna say when you mentioned box office, I just had to think, you know, with the coronavirus, uh, you know, how that's going to impact this uh, Chinese box office. I'm honestly a little bit surprised Disney hasn't pushed it off, but that virus may go on for a while, so they're just like, well, we'll just just keep keep plans as they are. Yep. Yep. Uh, CBS All Access expanding content called House of Brands, which will include Viacom properties like Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Smithsonian, and Paramount. Man, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's interesting to me. Like, everyone is cutting the cord because I don't, I'm curious if these quote-unquote brand packages will pay off because I know a lot of the main streaming devices like Hulu and Amazon, they allow you to add channels. Right. But it's also, it's still custom customization to own preference. Like you were telling me you don't have HBO because because for a while there, the shows that you normally watch or would want to watch, especially since you have fairly young kids, um, it it's not it's not really prime for you and your family. So yeah. while me, I like loved having HBO because um, my a lot of my main shows are on that channel. So I'm I'm it's interesting that they are doing these packages and we're probably going to see more to come, but I don't know if they're going to work the way they think they're going to work because 
There's a reason why people started cutting cords when they noticed that they didn't watch about 75% of the channels that they exactly. had in their quote-unquote package. Exactly, exactly. And it, it, I know CBS All Access are trying, because of the, the new Warner Media, you know, and again, the, you're talking about bundling it, you know, it's, it's, it has all the uh, TBS, TNT, DC, DC Universe, all those channels you know, in, in the new HBO Max package. And, and it, I guess they're doing this to try to keep be competitive with, with that new things that's coming up. But, and it does open up a pretty expansive catalog, but you're right. I mean, I still have cable and, and still the vast majority of channels I don't watch. So, yeah, so I don't know if, if it, it, with this new streaming model, they, it seems like they still haven't learned their lessons that from the, from having from cable where people, uh, you know, like what they're like and, and will, you know, probably not branch out beyond that. Right. Speaking about not learning lessons, let's get into this Arrowverse. Okay, because I thought it was really interesting this week, or at least Sunday night, Sunday Mm. night, because Supergirl and Batwoman have been off for two weeks. And I, for some reason, I did not register that they aired part ones of part twos right before the hiatus. So, So you watch part one, one of them. Batwoman was a great episode and then Supergirl was kind of you know in the middle and then we take a two-week hiatus and suddenly (laughs) I'm just like what I it just it's very interesting to me the fact that both of these shows air on the same night and they had that same kind of writing of an arc to be stretched across these two episodes Mm -hmm. and I think Arguably, one of them paid off, and then one of them really suffered for it, which, I mean, lesson learned, Supergirl's scheduling has always been its primary issue. Right, right. Well, and also, the episode of Supergirl, I feel like I've I've been there before with Wen's story as Mm -hmm. far as his family. Thank you. That was the... It was... I kept thinking about how much praise I gave Jeremy Jordan during part one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had to take it all back when I was watching part two because he didn't do good. <laughs> it was yeah. not good. Act. It's like he he knew there would be a break. Cause <laughs> <so> <laughs> exactly. His big moment got broken into two halves. <laughs> this got broken into two halves. He's like, wait a minute. This is like deja vu. I, I did this, all this stuff about Toy Man in the past and what more more can I mine in into this story and and That's so forced yeah yeah it it didn't work I mean it, it really did not work for mm-hmm. at all and and it, they really had such a such a great concept in part one of, of this episode yeah. with them coming back from the future as far as now on the legion and then we we get this this episode where it's just like okay I'm reconciling the the toy man father and and I, and I was it season three I think or or, or four but one of their before he left the sh- yeah but before before he left the show to go back to Broadway uh, it was like I, I felt like we we resolved this and so 
that was that was definitely a very disappointing part of the episode for sure i mean no i completely agree with you i really thought it was lame how at the end they were saying goodbye and he had a statement about oh you know you've given me a chance to make peace with my past and now i'm no longer computer lab i'm toy man the hero (laughs) and i'm just you know that and that's that's something else these shows, when will they realize their biggest competition is each other? And as viewers, n- majority of us, majority of us probably watch at least one or multiple of these shows. So in our minds, we're constantly in a state of comparison, right? So it, if it's not just that Supergirl deja vu of its own story arcs from seasons of old. It's more deja vu of things we probably have seen on The Flash. We have probably have seen on Arrow or Legends or Batwoman. And so you really, they need to step up their game. And, and what's interesting about Supergirl is it also had, it really stepped it up last season and for some reason they just have not been able to find find that same continuous and consistent momentum as as before yeah and i think part of it is this this over reliance on on tech techno babble yes yes good point i mean it just really falls flat and and it's not compelling, like you said. Season four of that of Supergirl was just, it, you know, it, it had it had heart as far as it it was it was very relevant because it was very topical, which I know some people rightly, you know, some people were either like like us turned on by that as far as oh yeah, this is a great great way to make the show relevant. Some people didn't like the politics of it and. And, and thought it was too political, but but I mean, okay, mm-hmm. all these shows have you know contemporary issues interwoven all throughout them. So fine, take I get that. Go watch but, the Flash, exactly. and nothing against the Flash. Flash does not get political. That Supergirl does because it makes sense in the term of that she's a freaking alien. Right, right, and and that's what made. That season four works so well, whereas with this season, the over reliance on techno babble is just—I mean, I get lost, and and, I, and and this is someone who watches Star Trek who's just full filled with that kind of junk. So it just—I think it just takes away from this the series. Now, one thing where it does work well, I think, is with Lex and and Lena because oh, that's yeah. part. So you know that's part of their scheming. That's part of their, you know, with the with the you know with the or the immortality code in Obsidian. I mean, that that those points of the episode this week really stood out to me, and and really enjoyed those those moments because one, John Cryer is just again killing it as far as playing Lex, but he and, and Katie McGrath play well off of each other, and that sibling dynamic of you know. They, Lena just basically is leaning on is leaning on Lex for her own devices as far as her her ambitions and, and everything. And of course, Lex is just a means to an end for her. They, you know, yes, she is a means to an end. However, 
there is something about the way they've developed that dynamic and the fact that they're siblings and we were introduced to Lena first mm -hmm. that even though we know Lex Luthor is devious, a mastermind, always plotting, even against his own family, there is still this same feeling, I think, and the writers have done a good job of, you know, the part of me really thinks she, he honestly, that's his sister. He's always going to protect her. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and maybe not always protect her, but always want to make sure that she's okay. I mean, he he made sure that she had her memories back following right. Christ. They're, they're, they've, they've planted these seeds where yeah. you doubt, just like she does. And, and that's why, the, and that's what's different. Mm -hmm. See, and, and other shows like Smallville or other shows in this quote-unquote universe, not Arrowverse, but Superman universe, we you don't really see their dynamic. I'm, I'm sure it's all explored in the books and everything, but this is for viewers and for for us people who don't who more focus on the TV and movies. You, you don't really get that same empathy when you just see Lex Luthor and not the brother. And that's another thing that I was just thinking about is that I think they chose to do that as opposed to what they did on Smallville, where it was really um, Lana, who was that that empathetic person to make viewers drawn to Lex. But um, it parallels Alex and Kara's relationship. Yes, and, and so this is all about siblings and the sibling mm -hmm. dynamics as mm -hmm. opposed to what we've seen before, which is more the the romantic relationships. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you're, you're right. I think that, that's a very good parallel as far as seeing those sibling dynamics play out for these for these titular characters that we, we know so well as far as Lex Luthor and, and Supergirl and then how they have their relationship with their siblings of Lena and, and, and Alex. So uh, that's, and, and I think that's, and, and that's at least for season five of Supergirl, that part is working. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so when I see those scenes, they, they definitely, you know, stand out and, and I say, Oh yeah, the show, I, I'm getting good vibes. And then they go and just mess it all up with this, story with Brainy and him trying, you know, with this lying to everyone in the DEO and, and working for Lex and it's just it's just a drag. Even though I do I did like the Leroy Jenkins moment with him this week, but but otherwise it, Brainy's been it's kind of a drag this season. There, there's something off. There and I can't because I rem I recall a few weeks ago when they started setting this up and I was on board. I really like, and maybe this is because I'm a fan of Krypton, sue me, <laughs> it was canceled, <laughs> but when they delved into him and those emotional inhibitors and, and that, that idea that he was at his own crossroads from really accepting who he was and like where he came from mm -hmm. and uh, while also assimilating on Earth, so... Um, I thought that was interesting, and then for some reason, ever since they they stopped exploring that, and it was more about the the lie 
And we call this out all the time, Will, because they do this in these shows and it drives us crazy. Yeah. Viewers see it. <laughs> <laughs> and so suddenly it's no longer from we are no longer seeing the the plot twist or the 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 lies from the perspective of the main character, right? Because right. we've already seen it. We we know it's coming. We're just waiting for it to drop. Which which is actually a great segue into Batwoman if you're ready to go there because yeah. I have thoughts. <laughs> yeah, let's go to let's go to Batwoman. I think uh, yeah, I mean I think we hit the hi- highlights and there's this one part of the storyline with Supergirl with William and Kara that I just don't really want to go down. Yeah, yeah. Let let's not because I have some. I don't I don't really care. He's never going to be Mon Mon Monel. Exactly. She married Monel in real life, so. Tis ship. Yep. Okay. Yes. Oh, Batwoman. Um, you, sir, should be ashamed of yourself because you know better than to tweet something or direct message me something that will set off my senses about what's to come ahead because I saw this whole episode planned out while I was watching and it was really annoying to me. I saw everything as it was happening and I'm just like, Okay, this, it's not the worst episode of the season, but there's something they did not do a good job about covering up all of the twists. And I would argue there was way too many twists towards the end. The last 15 Mm. minutes of it, it just, it, it's really drove me crazy. And I think, I think they took the coward's way out. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. See, uh, wow. Okay, so we're we're gonna dis- uh, we we have a point of disagreement here because I felt that this was probably one of their strongest episodes this season. And and I can completely understand why. I I totally get it. However, when I say they took the coward's way out, it should have been who's Kate's ex girlfriend's name? Uh, Sophie. Sophie should have shot her. I'm 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 really sorry, but it should have yeah. been Sophie. It made that made that made no sense to me why she was so driven, and then she just at the end had a second a second thought, Fair and point. and then yeah. it was the other guy like that because I was I already knew I kind of figured out oh Kate clearly gave Beth this serum and she's just saying goodbye, and they're probably which. Also, that whole thing about, hey, let's go out in the middle of nowhere because you're not, there's a manhunt not happening for you. You know, that whole thing felt weird. And, and I, and I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, the only way to make all of this make sense is for Sophie to kill her. And then she pops up and I'm like, okay, I'm on board with this because that would be a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't do it. Yeah, I, you're right. You're, I, I see your point. That's a very, very, very fair point. And that's what took this episode from probably being from good to great. Because if they had, exactly. if, yeah, yeah. If you, if they have followed your, your idea to, and executed it that way, yeah, that would have really would have just, completely t- t- taking this level, episode to the next level. 
And it was a very good episode. I mean, I, I the thing that I think the things that I that stood out for me and the reason why I thought it was very strong was for me the coward's way out would have been um, uh, safe going the traditional Arrowverse trope of redemption, their whole redemption arc, and somehow Beth. Um, Kate would basically save Alice because, you know, because she's redeemable and yes, she's done some very bad things and whatnot, but I, you know, this is my, this is my opportunity to, to get my second chance to save her from uh, where I didn't do it before, especially when she learned that on another Earth Kate did pull her Beth out of the car. I love that moment. I really mm-hmm. did. I liked the the confrontation between Beth and Alice. Mm-hmm. Here's, however, another thing that irritated me. In the part one, Beth was a three-dimensional character. She felt like she was human. She felt like she had flaws. For some reason, I felt like she was almost too perfect and everyone was describing her almost in this like very, oh my God, this is your sister. This this is wonderful life. And and the moment somebody is that way, you're like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna have to kill her. Like Jesus yeah. Christ, <laughs> what <Yeah>. is happening? <laughs> I just there there it just suddenly because I think in a lot of the other doppelgangers, we've seen these different versions, but we've also seen. What what makes them um, a mirror image of each other, if you will, and and there was something about it that the longer this episode went on, the more I felt like Beth and Alice couldn't be more different and polar opposite. And I'm just like, what? And I get it. I get like that life defining moment had a huge impact, but there was something else that I just I thought was kind of. She could have been. She could have been Mary's twin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about Mary, um, and actually Mary's mom, mm-hmm. something that I didn't see coming, and I thought was a good move, was when the ghost of her appears um, as Alice is decaying, essentially, yeah. and breaking down, and and there's kind of just this this very interesting conversation between the two of them that I I I would have liked to hear more and and maybe get a better idea about why the writers chose to do that and if it will if it's going to lead into something else later on yeah yeah that was a pretty pretty defining moment of that episode where that uh, I do hope they pick up on that because uh it it Especially now that uh, Alice was the one who survived, and and you know continues to uh, you know taking the blood to, to for to be able to get the serum and uh, as far as a cure for what was going on, and so uh, yeah that w- that would be a definite good way to to stretch that story arc out. Right. Right. I mean, and Mary, man, she get she's got some moves. She does. She 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 knows how to kick some butt. 
Yeah, yeah, she she definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've over the over the course of the uh, of the first season, I've I've grown to appreciate Mary's character more. Yeah. Uh, at, at first, I was kind of like, eh, but uh, she she's definitely they're definitely uh, defining her very well and and as a as a character and another person that they've also done a really super job with i think is uh is uh, lucius fox mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep he 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 doesn't overstep and that's also something we haven't seen on one of these shows i would argue and i and i want to say overstep on the lens that hey i'm a fan of arrow did I watch Arrow primarily for Oliver Queen? No, I watched it for Felicity Smoke. Flash, Cisco, a lot of fans are diehard Cisco, diehard mm-hmm. Caitlin fans, Harrison mm-hmm. Wells, you have your IRS Westland, and then you have your Flash fans. But but there's something about those supporting casts where you could argue they started to overshadow, they would get their own episodes. And for some reason with Lucius, he he's there, and he's util- he's utilized very well. Yeah, they use Luke well. They, they yeah. totally do. Yeah, I mean he's you know it's 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 this is Kate who's the lead. Luke is definitely her, the guy in the chair, <laughs> and he and he remains that way. But uh, you know one thing that did irritate me about this episode though was. Why did they? And I know it was just, it was a very contrived thing as far as forcing them to go out into the street, and and I don't know if it's just trying to again show how Kate is still learning the superhero thing, but her tactical decision to to send Beth and Luke out, especially when there was still a a, a, a price on a mark on Alice's head, was just 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 tactically just bang your head against the wall yeah it i see and, and that's that's another reason why this episode even though it's not it's not a bad episode of television there's something about it where i had to take a step back and be like okay this is a bit contrived all right yeah. all right i totally know in the next scene you're gonna take a left oh you took that left great <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. like that. I like when Batwoman can surprise me, and it has. And maybe that's also part of the problem, is that they've had consecutive episodes now where I they they would start off slow and then nail you um, at the end with a, with a little bit of a twist or something. Another thing, though, that that bothered me, and I would argue, is taking the coward's way out is. Dr. Fucking Campbell. Mm -hmm. They are going to utilize him now as the big bad of the season instead of Alice. So that Alice gets to stay on for future seasons, which I'm not like, sure, but lock her up. Do something with her. We can't always have her be the bad guy. But he just, he comes out and I don't know. It's just, oh, this 
and and I knew it. I knew that as soon as they were talking to that plastic surgeon, I was like, eh, he doesn't look like his father, but I bet you <laughs> he's really the, the acting. I could just see through it. And so uh, I just I don't like this whole Dr. Campbell thing. It makes sense, but it wouldn't be my preference. Yeah, it it yeah, the whole Dr. Campbell it, thing it 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 definitely did it did go the route of like okay we have you know we have our bad bad baddie one and baddie big baddie two and because i mean one of the things we we, we were very concerned about with with alice's storyline early on with the series was how they're going to carry this out for the full season right and and so so i think they had so i guess this is the way they will do it and 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 continue this character, you know, she in the subsequent seasons, maybe she's not a, a regular, maybe she's seen as reoccurring uh, bad bad guy that they'll, that will show up. But um, so so I see why you know see where they you know added him into this, and also giving greater depth as far as the the, the tragedy of of Alice and Kate. I bet with with what happened so so you know so i i see where they're coming from I, 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 but i completely agree with you that um with again using him as the uh, or using him as the, the 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 trigger man that kills right. beth versus sophie was was a weak way out as as far as the choice that that Kate had to to, had to make, uh, or, or, or as far as just the way the episode ended. Yeah, and it, and it sucks because at the same time, they made a real courageous choice halfway through when they they said, "No, we're going to give that serum an antidote to Beth and yeah. save her." And then you have Kate say goodbye to Alice and trying to reconcile that guilt that she's had her whole life or not her whole life because she didn't know Alice was alive until fairly recently but recently that guilt with now she had a choice and she chose one sister over the other sister and and I liked that I liked that how that played out but it just there could have been a bigger impact yeah yeah and And it was yeah it was yeah yeah, I mean, it was a great. I mean, it it did get me. I mean, I have to admit, even though I agree with you that uh, it would have been better for Sophie to be the trigger person, but I, you know, watching it real time and my my gut reaction when when that scene was played out, especially the way it was just so well shot and edited together. Uh, I think the editing really they did a good, just from a technical standpoint, did just a, a great job of building that emotional back and forth and 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 ruby really tapped into you know take kate's despair and 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 the scenes with alice and i guess making peace with the fact that alice you know because of campbell and the mess that you know with mouse and everything she didn't have the opportunities that that beth did on on her earth but Uh, so you know, so it, it it did. It definitely was a well edited to the point where you know when it when the, when the shot did happen, 
uh, it, it definitely was a great it was a gut punch. I mean, I was like, damn. I mean, I did. <laughs> yeah, I thought based on how they edited it, it was telegraphed how this would end. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I mean, to each their own, you had your experience watching it, and then you totally primed me for my experience. So thank you, Will. This is all your fault. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but there was something about it where I was, because... <sighs> I think I'm almost trained. If you prolong that goodbye scene, oh, something's going to happen. Oh, they're getting away. Oh, they're happy. Oh, they're Sophie. Oh, Dr. Campbell. Yeah, of yeah, course. Because yeah, yeah. it's just... The, See, I, th I thought Beth would live and become like some new version of Alice or something like that. Which, you know, they, it's exactly what you're supposed to think. And, yeah. and I had my thoughts too because I wanted to be wrong. I wanted to... I wanted to see that that launch off launch off the second half because that wouldn't have been a straight happy ending considering she still is Alice. Like mm -hmm. Beth and Alice, they're one and of the same and they're viewed as the same. How do you explain that to people, right? That right. no, that's Beth. Well, Alice is Beth. So um, despite all of that, they also, and we do and eventually need to talk about Picard and the Flash However, I do want to call out one line, and they kind of, again, reneged it really carefully, but I still think that this is why we like that man, that woman. It's because guilt makes people, makes sane people do crazy things. Yeah. And that is the antithesis of that man and that woman. And even though only one of Kate's parents died, her sister technically did die and and is someone else now and trying to deal with that i'm sure in later feelings seasons there's going to be an exploration about kate and her mother um which will be fascinating but that's another thing they're doing very well and they did very well on supergirl this character it's not your normal version of the 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 uh the 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 names we know and love it's yeah. this other version and so you want to pick up on the same themes but also tell a new story and they're doing that really well on batwoman definitely definitely meanwhile in central city <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah i fell asleep during this episode so if you don't mind taking the lead. All right, all right. So this episode of The Flash is we see a girl named Sue. And honestly, I, I actually like this episode compared to what we dealt with last week. Uh, I wish I was even even commented. I was like, you know, I wish they had had this Ralph finally meeting Sue as the uh, story last week to go along with... Uh, Barry and Iris is um, learning, a, you know, learning more about the mirror Iris. But uh, what parts of it were were, were dragged to you? Was it that part, or when Iris, Iris was in the in the mirror pocket dimension? It's a whole. Okay. I just so I actually really the best part was the pocket dimension because that is classic Flash in my opinion. Mm -hmm do a whole episode in there i like the fact it's iris and not barry i i like that iris is kind of telling the audience hey i've been around for these seasons too i know how this world works so right. let me 
Yeah, she, she it it it's good and there there though and this is what I don't like and we talked about this last week. The flash tends to get distracted by shiny objects and go off course forcing viewers to remember what the whole point of it is when they get it back on and and the whole Sue and Ralph thing. I just I haven't been on board with this storyline since the beginning because it because so much other stuff was going on mm-hmm. that that it's hard to get invested in that plot point, right. even though man, they're dragging it out. And I, Ralph literally has been gone since Crisis. Yeah, yeah, he has been. <laughs> so what yeah. the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, bud, you're going to get your own episode in about four weeks, so we're just going to put you on vacation and never talk about you, and then come back to you when we need somebody, like when Grant wants a week off or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grant's, yeah Grant's filming something, or he's got something. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I, 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 can't, dis- I can't dispute that. Uh, Ralph, and, it's, and the thing is, I mean, Ralph is in, in, in the Flash's universe. I mean, he's one of those. He's one of Barry's best friends, mm-hmm. and 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 so uh, again, it goes back to they, the show is just too crowded, mm-hmm. and they, they really need to streamline some of these other stories. Like as I said, they could have easily had plugged in this storyline last week with uh, instead of that whole Nash Allegra thing, uh, yeah. because. Because I mean, and, and and especially with the ending of the episode where where we do learn that Sue is also uh, starts seeking out something related to black hole and how it's interconnected with what Iris is working on with black hole. And so, are you on board with this black hole stuff? I I am in the sense that it's something that has been in the comics very recently. So it's it's still kind of fresh in my in my head as far as uh, the organization and, and what uh, what they were doing and I think just leading you know looking at some of the synopsis that's coming up uh, with Wally West's return to the to the show and saying there's a I think the title's Death of the Speed Force or something it it is it, it reminds me of some of the in the comics they were the the black hole were were. Uh, uh, developing weapons by utilizing the speed force and so carver was one of the people behind behind the organization and and so so they're using some of the more recent source material uh and of course doing their own you know own spin on it but um i you know so you know that i'm so i can see where she's got a connection and of course when iris figures out how to get out of the mirror universe uh she will you know, they'll, they'll, all these little pieces will come together, uh, but I, I I agree with you that the uh, the mirror universe was definitely some of the was well executed in this episode and was quite essential flash and 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 I think that's why I like this episode because even though you know as far as Barry he Barry really didn't have too much to do again this week. But, you know, again, as you said, 
Iris has been on this ride now for six years as well, and she knows these kind of things. And you know, was thinking about like, okay, well, let's try liquid nitrogen to get this thing to zero because I remember Killer Frost doing it, even though you know it didn't work. Um, and 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 it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it was a good way that they utilized that as far as shattering that mirror to basically reveal our our new mirror master. And, yeah, I I mean, I it's it's interesting. Thank you for bringing up the fact that the black um the black hole, that's what mm-hmm. they're called. Yeah. The hole of black um <laughs> is is based on current flash comic storylines. And maybe that's why I'm not completely on board of, with it because as much as they're driving this current recent source material, they are also in a constant state of referring to previous episodes. Like what we were talking before, deja vu. Haven't we seen this before? Well, yeah, we have. But remember, part B of this season the we kicked off with Cisco saying, you know what, guys, we're screwed because everyone we got rid of is back now in this new Earth Prime. Thank you, crisis. Yeah. <laughs> and so we are seeing the the same, but they are changing it in a way. Um, there, and that's made very clear in this episode. So it's this weird cross section of reminiscing about some of the better better villains or villains that maybe didn't make a flash that they could flesh out a bit more into the season while moving forward with this larger arc. And, and maybe it's also because I'm sorry for the last five or six years, I'm very used to one big bad Mm -hmm. and we always criticize it. Ah, Grass is green are always on the other side, right? So right. <laughs> it wasn't so bad having one bad guy. And meanwhile, I'm like, so blood work. What, did he go away in crisis? Where is he? What was up with that? Granted, I didn't like the first half of the season when it basically turned into Walking Dead. So I don't, I don't know. It's just, I, I still think, like you said, that you were getting annoyed with all of the jargon on Supergirl. Some of this black hole jargon, they start talking about it and my ears just turn off. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, it, you know, things like that can turn off and take, take the viewer out, out of an episode. And it's, and it's totally understandable. And so, but I, you, you, but you're right. I think with this show, it, it is kind of a, we're getting, having to get used to a, a new narrative and a new structure with, with the Flash this year. But they are, but, but you are correct that with post-crisis, as Cisco created the, new, the, the book of all the new, of all, all the new rogues gallery and, and bad guys, um, they are using this as an opportunity to to flesh out because they, because before they they did Sam Scudder who was also a, a mirror master from before. I mean, there's been I think two or three different people who've used that moniker, and um, so this time they're they're actually using it, uh, you know, a, a new way. And of course they're they're doing a gender twist to it because it was Evan McCulloch 
in the comic instead of Eva. But uh, the, yeah, it, it gives them a whole new lease on on story and and it and, and like I said, I think it it has great potential because you know with this mirror universe because one of the things about Iris that we're seeing is are we is this just a a sort of doppelganger as far as just you know the Eva created or a a, a, a evil iris to come out or is this like splitting you know splitting iris in half that you know the, the side of her personality that more aggressive and more decisive part of her is out in the world with the flash well as the the more compassionate and um part of her is 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 with with eva because she was you know trying to help her get through her her mental state as far as being stuck in this mirror universe for six six years yeah they even though um it's kind of cliche to have a storyline like this like i have my doppelganger and i've been replaced but i can't i can't tell the people i care about um we've seen that on numerous shows before but they the writers are doing a really good job with mirror person version of mirror doppelganger of iris west because there are moments when you watch her whether it's interacting with barry or with nash where they what her excuse is very legitimate Uh and and which like it tells you no this 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 duplicate has access to iris's memories and knows which however correct me if i'm wrong why does Nash know about Jesse and and their kid? Like, is oh. it Jesse? I've Nora. Why did, did Nash never met Nora? He did. No, he did not. Because it was um, it was last season. It was Sherlock Wells. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That yes. was weird to me that he instantly was. I mean. I don't know. There was just something off where I'm like, why would he be so okay with that? Dude? I didn't feel like they had a heart to heart. Nash literally spent the first half of the season in a cave digging up something. Yeah, digging out. Yeah, he was digging out the anti-monitor. Yeah, so <laughs> that was that's a good point. That 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 is a a, a gap. Uh, and I guess maybe as being around Star Labs, he heard them talk about Nora, but but. And also, I guess, trying to get, maybe throw us off the trail as far as, or or maybe trying to help explain his guilty feelings about Allegra, who looks is probably his daughter from one of the prior Earths. And, and so maybe that's just sort of way of, of sort of saying, hey, you know, if, if indeed he's, he's feeling guilty in, as far as Harry... Um, being lost on Earth too, uh, and it's not being Thawne, uh, That maybe that's how they're they're trying to to, to justify that uh, by ha- them having that conversation. I still mm-hmm. think that I still think that somehow this is Thawne. I you know I I did recall that last week when you mentioned that being an alternative, and when I I was really focusing on those scenes with Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode because I wanted to I wanted to see if a the image would appear 
That's what right. I'm calling it, by the way. And then, um, and if we got any hints. Now, Harry, did Harry yeah. wear glasses? He did. Okay. Mm, because, because if it was Harrison Wells, why wouldn't they put him in the wheelchair? Yeah, but that's to put a two... two found a point on it, you know? If they do it that way, then it's like it takes away all the suspense. As you, yeah. Because, you, know, you know, this is this is the flash. So they love to keep the audience guessing and trying, you know, that's that's one of their trademarks is, you know, we, we, we got to have a puzzle for the audience to figure out the season. Even, well, you know, but, but I think you've already figured out. I think that that would be the twist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're setting up a mystery. We and and Thawne, a, a flash without Thawne. I can't imagine that show because right. that that character has su- such a presence. Man, apparently he went over and made a mess on things for the legends. So yeah, that character needs to be explored. But yeah. I don't want to dwell on this point too long because we do have to talk about Picard. Yeah. Um, but I do feel as if you figured it out. Which makes this what the fifth twist on the flash <laughs> that you have called out ruined for me and probably our listeners. I will. Uh, okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I could be completely wrong, and it could be. It could be somehow Harry figured out how to save himself, especially since his intelligence is coming back. It's coming back. So we'll see. Oh man, maybe we just. I think we all are Cisco at heart and just want yeah. it to be Harry. Yeah. But it's gonna be on. <laughs> Because Thawne is necessary for this show. Um, but, but yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> How about we go on to another show that I'm sure you'll ruin or find a way to ruin? Um, Picard. Yeah. So, so we're traveling, Will. We're, we're traveling. Yeah. We're traveling. Kind of a side adventure, though, if you would ask me. Um. We, we do, they do connect it to the overall arc by stating at the beginning of the episode, this is where Picard was when everything went down on Mars. Right. And then he, of course, returns there and, and also is kind of having his own redemption arc because mm-hmm. they're tying it to this boy who he he was gonna come back for and he never did man talk about father abandonment <laughs> yeah. hey starfleet officers they, they they have a way of doing that but <laughs> oh yeah 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 picard yeah. is no saint yeah exactly that's becoming that's the, the one through line that has been very clear in this show this this is picard is definitely not a saint and um I, I I thought it was an okay episode. I it didn't it didn't do much for me to be honest. Thank God we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so worried. I was like, Will's gonna be mad at me because I was just I I'm the they are still in the state of getting everything to moving things forward. So I don't feel like we're wasting time. Granted, it's just 
slow right now and I'm yeah. waiting for something to hit or something to really twist. I mean, what's going on with Narak? Narak, they're fleshing out more and more and, and they're doing, I would argue, a pretty good job about his whole relationship with his sister. Voice yeah. is his relationship um, with Soji. Is it Soji? Yeah, Soji, yeah. Soji. And, and, and I think there is some feelings there. And so they are making him more three-dimensional. Yeah. And however, I just, man... Picard, get your crew and let's get this adventure going. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple things. So, you know, I want to, you know, with Narek and his sister, uh, it, I don't know. That, every time they, it's just, it just kind of creeps me out. It's, it's too, too incestuous sometimes as far as. That is Peyton List. Peyton List. She she's the one who is doing that, and I don't know if she's doing that of her own, like, hey, this is how I'm going to act it, or if the directors are directing her to do that. Because I agree with you, yeah. that is very weird. It just every time we're on screen, it just makes me uncomfortable. And so uh, when I when I watched their in the, their dynamics there, so I, yeah, I'm like, okay. But uh, okay, so I'm 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 glad I'm not the only one that feels that way because I was like, am I over? Am I seeing something there that's not there? But but uh, I do another thing about Narek though, and the one thing that I felt like we were getting momentum with was we we finally we finally get it. Okay, the, why he's going about Soji the way he is is because he needs her to find the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and for some reason, I mean, call me stupid. I don't know. I, I figured out so many episodes this week, so I screwed up on one. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really get it. I didn't really get why he was after her. Um, but it does feel as if the writers are also starting to create this idea that she is a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And. That and and I like that because it feeds off of um, the de- destroyer myth that we heard about last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's definitely something that they are building there, and will yeah they you know clearly um, it, it, it and gives a reason why the the Zotvash wants wants her, mm-hmm. and so so all those things are are coming together as far as that. Uh, but the, the the thing, the other thing that really bothered me about this episode was uh, the, the 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 warrior boy. Um, that I mean, you had these badass nuns and, that you could have used in your in your uh, on your quest, but you you end up just you know going back to to you know. It's the same old gender gender stereotypes, and I'm sort of like, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, come on, come on, Star Trek, do better, do better. But um, I that that story, I mean, I saw it from the very beginning, whenever it first came on, that he was going to grow up, and yeah, you know, and, and so that was one of those things where, uh, and that's why I guess this episode was kind of like, eh, for me because it was so telegraphed, and so. Um, so you had that, and then there was the the 
scenes there in the in the village where Picard, you know, takes down the takes down the Romulan's only only son. Um, I, I I guess that kind of worked, but again, it just it was. You know, and maybe I think you may have mentioned it before, and and it was definitely jumped out to me again the, the, how Mandalorian esque it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, so it's just like, oh, I just saw this on The Mandalorian. <laughs> so. It really did. There there was something very Western about this episode, which yeah. continues to drive home that parallel. And it's hard. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. So yeah. it kind of is like they're not intentionally doing it, but you just find like, huh. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder and, if maybe their writers' room were across the hall from one another. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, or maybe they got inspired by Seven Samurai or the Saturday used to be like the the the, the other thing about the the uh, Romulan uh, warrior. He yeah. uh, I can't remember his name right now. I'm blanking Computer on it. Computer lad, lad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he you know uh, he just reminded me I couldn't. Maybe it's just because I just watched too many of these, like the Kung Fu theaters on Saturday afternoon growing up as a kid. <laughs> but I just couldn't get past his, his makeup. It just really, really, really bothered me. I kept it thinking was about it. It was pretty bad. It was yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. On yeah. So, yeah, but uh, the, the, the one redeeming um, part of this episode was, was seeing, seeing Seven and Nine. And uh, I was wondering when she was going to come onto the series seven was uh a character from star trek voyager pretty uh pretty she was another former borg who was able to get out of the collective and was a very pivotal character through the the balance of star trek voyagers uh seven year run so uh so it was good to see finally see jerry ryan uh come back come on to the scene and I loved her lines, like Picard, you owe me a ship. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it was uh, if if we had a, a, a filler episode or a bridge episode before we get to to uh, our, our our next adventure uh, on on Star Trek Picard, you know, this this one this one this one was it. I mean, it it, it had all the, the fillings of a, of a filler episode. Knock on wood that this is it. I mean, we're we're it's. And we need something. The next episode really needs need to um, to put some pieces together, set up some more mystery, and or really just not even answers. And and don't get me wrong; it's not that I want answers. It's that I want progression. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and I, I still go back. They did that very well in the first episode, arguably the second episode. And right now, with these last two, I'm feeling a bit of a dilly-dally yeah. or a bit of meandering happening. So so I, I want to see more progression. I want the crew to get together. Like, And that's what always drives me crazy about these mission type, whether it's a show or a movie, is you spend so much time putting the crew together that by the time you get to the mission, it feels really quick and a yeah. bit anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very, very true. We, and yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it for us tonight, everyone. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, that's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. 
And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>